When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. To entertain you, we'll sing your songs. Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. everybody, welcome to another bonus episode of Horror Movie Night, and this week I am joined by Tom Jacobson of the infamous movie that we all adore over on this podcast, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. We've had Mike on the show in the past, but now we've got Tom here to talk about his newest Kickstarter campaign that is already at 200%. It's been 24 hours since it's launched, so tell us about First Curse. So The First Curse is a horror film set 40,000 years ago uh, during the extinction of the Neanderthals. Um, we wrote, my writing partner and I wrote a full feature version, uh, but we're then sending it around to some people in town, you know, Hollywood. Um, <laughs> there was nothing really to kind of compare the movie to, and like the style is very visceral and real, and it's graphic, and it's violence. Um, so we decided a short film would be a nice little showcase, so we kind of took some of our favorite elements uh, from the full feature and are going to make a short version of this kind of brutal tale of a Neanderthal being hunted by some very malicious evil humans. All right. Well, I am kind of excited to see. So what like genres are you pulling from? Because obviously with, you know, dude, bro party massacre is very much a throwback to the 80s slashers that we all grew up loving. This sounds like it's kind of its own very unique concept, but is there anything that you're kind of pulling inspiration from while writing it? Um, well, we watched Apocalypto a few times. That movie is impeccable. <laughs> um, also, The Grey is a great example um, where it's it's a horror movie, but it's a thriller and it's a drama and it's like you know one man's journey, but with wolves. It's so we pull from The Grey, um, and I've just been watching. Any horror movie that has good um, jungle or woodland cinematography, which, like The Ritual on Netflix, they make that forest look so scary at night and during the daytime. So trying to just kind of pull... There is no real horror movie set this time, so it's very hard to kind of 
pull inspiration from anything. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's what's really cool is that, you know, you're going from one film that very much leaned on familiarity to that particular subgenre to essentially your follow up is creating your own subgenre, which is insane. It's, it's such yeah, a yeah. giant leap. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and, and Dubro, obviously, I had the safety net of having, you know, two of my best friends as co directors with me and Five Second Films as such a huge community and family. Uh, you know, there's like 14 of us in the company. Um, and that movie is such a very unique sense that like i i see everybody's voices in it you know when you watch like a hitchcock film or you watch a park tan wook film you see that director's voice but in dubro i see i see five second films it's kind of a fun uh little experience like that it's it's kind of the only thing that it could be really compared to is whenever you get all the guys from the state together you know what i mean like David Wayne has his own unique style and Michael Showalter has his own unique style, but when they work together, it is definitively a state movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's like Monty Python where you see, you see them in there. Yeah. It's, it's very exciting to, to have that blend, but now you're going off on your own. Uh, is anyone coming along with you or is this strongly like Tom Jacobson cutting off and doing his own thing? I mean, Yes, it is me cutting up and doing my own thing, but like Michael Russelet will be helping in the production side. He's fantastic to have behind the camera. Uh, ben Geely's going to come on as a producer, uh, and Mike James as well is, is going to be a producer. Uh, Mike James plays ZQ in Dupro Party Massacre 3, the one with the camera, and Ben is uh, Samzy, who is kind of a little bitch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, you know, I will have familiar faces, and uh, Kelsey Gunn, her boyfriend, will be shooting it. Uh, Kelsey's also fantastic at casting. Kelsey, if you're listening to this, I will be asking you for casting help. Um, Olivia, um, I've spoken to her boyfriend, uh, who was an amazing cinematographer. I picked his brain for a long time. So I'm pulling from all of my collected, you know, 13 years of friends and favors that I've built up um, to kind of make this. Well, I mean, the exciting thing is that at this point, it's it's not even necessarily a hey, raise enough money for us to make this film. Like, you've hit that goal, so now it's just like, let's make this short film really fucking pop. You know what I mean? Like, you've hit what yeah. you need it. Now let's make it better. Like, Well, to be fair, we asked for a low amount, knowing that we couldn't make it. Fair enough, um, yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously the film will not cost $5,000, uh, which is what we asked for. And we knew we could make that in a... I, I didn't... I honestly did not think in 24 hours we would make that. I thought maybe like a week or two. Um, but uh, we have a little bit of funding from some other people. But for the most part, yes, it's just like the more money we get, the more is going to end up on the on screen. And I think that that's the exciting thing about these crowd crowdfunded projects is that, you know, prior it was kind of just this was the amount that we can give you and that's all you get and make it work. And now, depending on how into the project other people are, Sometimes the sky is kind of the limit on what your your actual project can be. I mean, the downside is that the limit could be about twenty dollars, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that uh, give and take. Yeah, so we 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 are kind of banking on our stretch goals. Uh, so we're close. To, we're about five hundred bucks away from ten thousand, and if we get to ten thousand, Five Second Films is going to do another five new films. Oh shit! Uh, which I'm calling Ancient History Week. Um, because we've just got, we have jokes that like we need like a full knight's outfit on 
and we just weren't able to afford that. So if we get to this 10,000, I will rent a full night outfit and we will do this night joke that we've been talking about for years. Or, you know, if any of the other gang have jokes that take place in, you know, the Renaissance or ancient Egypt, we'll, we'll put some money into it and make a funny joke for everyone. Well, what brought you to this specific time period? And, and like, you know, it's just, it's, it's a very different concept. You know what I mean? So I'm so curious where all this stemmed from. Uh, It actually came from like an offhand comment from Ben Geely. We were five second films met up a couple years ago, maybe like two years ago. And we were pitching ideas. Uh, A company had come to us and was like, Hey, we want to hear some ideas. So we got together beforehand and kind of went around a round table. Like we always do and pitched ideas out and someone pitched a period piece uh, that took place in like the 1700s and everyone kind of groaned and was like, Oh, web series set in the 1700s. That's, you know, that's expensive. Period pieces are expensive, right? Yeah. Uh, but Benjili said, you know, the further back in time you go, the cheaper a period piece becomes. <laughs> and then that just like something clicked right at that table with everyone where I was just like, Holy shit. What if we go so far back that there's no structures, there's clothes are very minimal and bare. Um, and like the most structure we get is a cave. Um, and then that kind of just set the ball rolling. I pitched it to my writing partner, uh, James Ashby, who is one of the executive producers on Duke Road Party Massacre 3 and also kind of internet famous himself. He had a thing called Saturday Morning Breakfast Serial Theater uh, on YouTube for quite a few years. Um, so yeah, and then he loved the idea and we just kind of sat down and we're like, well, what what's cool about this time period? Uh, and what do we want to kind of showcase and exploit? And you said that you're going to, this one's going to be for the most part, a pretty straightforward and serious uh, take. It's not going to be the like anarchy, anarchy and chaos, just throwing shit at the wall that, that dude bro tended to have. Yeah, no, no, this will be a little more uh, directed uh, or not, you know, dude bro's very direct, but I mean, just like, this will be very straightforward horror. Um, kind of on par with on par with the gray i mean there are moments in the feature script that have some levity in them and like you know you get a, a break from the tension um but in the short it's nine pages and it is basically from page one it's it's horror 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 horror, horror. i have another question that might seem dumb and if you don't want to answer it that's totally fine but Thinking about the time period that it's based in, is this going to be a fairly dialogue-free movie? Yes. So um, the feature film has, it's 90 pages and I think has maybe 10 lines of dialogue. And those are kind of sing-songy chants. Um, This, yeah, this will be mostly dialogue-free. But luckily, it's kind of a cat-and-mouse chase scene. So chase sequences, you don't really get a lot of dialogue anyways. Yeah. Yeah. but there will be some ancient human speak uh, that is indiscernible from our own ears uh, during a kind of a sacrificial ritual. Um, and it'll be kind of like a sing-songy uh, call-and-repeat chant uh, that we're developing the language for right now, actually. That's so... That's such an... In, everything about this, and I'm sure you know this, is a, ambitious as fuck, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, even, even the way we're approaching the soundtrack... Um, since they didn't have string instruments, they didn't have brass horns, they didn't have guitars, there weren't keyboards. We're not using any of that. It's going to be all rocks banging on bones, um, some bone flutes that I will be so happy to make. Um, 
I don't know if you ever saw the music, uh, the making of the music for The Witch. I haven't seen that, but I love the music that's in The Witch. So, so the, so the composer created this thing called Apprehension Engine, where it's basically like some tension-filled strings that he can run bows across, and like some springs that he can smash, and like a theremin, and it's just kind of like a box that creates creepy tones. We're gonna create like a prehistoric version of that, where it is just rocks, bones some simple wind instruments, turtle shells, seashells, and that's how we're going to make our uh, score to this. That sounds so amazing. (laughs) I I Uh, really, I I really applaud this. Like this is insane. Once I came up with, once I thought of it, I just like couldn't get it out of my head. I've, we've been working on this for two and a half, maybe three years now. And I've written a few other things. I wrote a script with Mike James. That's a horror uh, that completely takes place in a barrel. Yeah. Uh, as someone is being shanghaied okay um, so it's like it's a, it's literally a bottle movie in the sense that our character is stuck in a bottle for about 75 pages out of this 90 page script uh, a little bit like that buried movie with ryan reynolds but even that i just like still i kept coming back to this neanderthal idea um, i feel um, i feel like this is one of those ideas where your friends are trying to convince you that that maybe it should go on the back burner for something a little bit easier <laughs> Actually, no, this is like the one that everyone seems super pumped about because um, I've pitched, you know, we've, I've pitched a few other things and I've, I've got a few other scripts. And I think in the past year or two, I've written three. Um, but this is like the one that just like everyone seems pumped about. I tell the idea and it's like the enthusiasm is like your enthusiasm. It's just like this is so bizarre and strange. I love it. Yeah. No. And I think that we're at such a time in horror where you can take those risks. You know what I mean? Like you can make a three hour slow burn like midsummer and you can, you know, do something like the witch that's written in a very period appropriate dialogue. Like if there was ever a time to take this swing for the fences, this is the time that horror is really up for it. It feels like. I think so too. I think the only other time you could have gotten away with this is like maybe the eighties when Hollywood was ruled by cocaine. Yeah. 100%. When, what was it? Cause yeah. When you first started describing this before you said that it was going to be serious, I was thinking of, um, I think it was called Nym- like Nympho Barbarians in Dino Land or something like that, that Troma put out in the 80s. Oh, I've never heard of, but uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. It, it the, It's one of the wildest commentary tracks you'll ever hear, because it's, nice. it's just the director bemoaning what Troma did to his beautiful movie that he had created. Nice, <laughs> like, I love that. Um... Like he made yeah, a serious movie. movie, they threw fart noises in it and stuff, and he's like, I tried to make a serious film about dinosaurs and they just made shit jokes on it. <laughs> like, well, that's that's what Trill is known for. I mean, I think their new I think their new film is literally called Shakespearean Shitstorm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the the Tosk Adventure had been out. He knew what he was doing when he agreed to sign that contract. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I love the Toxic Avenger and I love a lot of the trauma films, but this will be closer to the gray in tone than anything I think that even exists in horror. No, and I think that that's exciting. I think that it, it's cool to have something like that that actually is taking it seriously because, you know, right now it's like if you have a horror movie that even remotely takes place, if it even. Th- mentions the concept of a time period where dinosaurs were involved it's some pun name that's being produced by sci-fi you know what i yeah. mean so like yeah. you know give us something serious and and 
real. I mean, it, as crazy as that sounds, but like, give us a very real movie that takes place yeah. in that time period. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I just always say to people, like, this is the movie that I want to see. Like, I'm not making it for anybody else but like myself because like I've never seen something like this, so I want to see this movie. Um, and that's kind of how I'm approaching. Is like I'm making the movie that I want to see as a horror fan that just doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist yet. Yeah, no, and I think that that's I think that's really really fucking dope. Like that that should be the attitude that everyone goes into filmmaking with is like, I I've always said that I, I respect the shit out of John Carpenter. Cause I don't think John Carpenter ever made a movie for anybody, but John Carpenter. Yeah, no, yeah, he does. He does. His own, even, you know, I mean, how hard must it have been to get big trouble in little China made? It's such a wacky idea. Yeah. It's like, Hey, we're going to do a movie where our main hero thinks that he's the hero, but he's truly the sidekick in the story. Yeah. <laughs> like... and, then, and then it's going to end in a giant Kung Fu battle with, um, you know, astral samurai yeah and and the final boss just explodes on his own accord like yeah. <laughs> like everything about that script is insane that someone signed off on it yep but uh you know john carpenter uh you know dances to the beat of his own soundtrack <laughs> quite literally well thank you so yep. much tom where can people go if they want to throw some donations in there and get some of the cool comic book editions from the stretch goals yeah, so so it's up on Kickstarter right now. Um, look up First Curse. I don't believe there's a the in the search option. I'm not sure why they didn't put the the in there. Uh, but look up First Curse on Kickstarter. Uh, also, we have an Instagram that has the links to it, uh, First Curse Short. Um, but yeah, if we can get to our 12,000 stretch goal, we will re- we will release the first five ish episode or first five pages of the first issue. And if we can get to 15, we will release the whole first issue uh to everyone for free uh anyone who even donates a dollar um so so excited for that i would love to have a comic book of this myself um even if we're just doing a digital download i might just go to kinko's and print the pages out and staple them at home and like nerd out on the <laughs> um but yeah thank you so much for having me on here <laughs> there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.